Vanessa Lee is the founder of The Things We Do, a top injector and a trusted authority in the world of beauty and skincare. Now she's hosting a podcast. Join her as she covers all the things we do for beauty, best kept secrets, and weird shit included. You're listening to the Things We Do podcast. I'm Vanessa Lee, and this is our first episode. I titled it From Nursing School to Owning a Multi-Million Dollar Business, and we're basically going to go over my journey from 10 years ago to now. Woo! (laughs) That was a I meant to do, that was a cat sound that I just made, and I meant to do more of a wee-wee-wee, like a siren, or like a beer-beer-beer-beer. Yeah, there we go. So that's... Who you heard just now is Katrina Hanairo. She Yay. is our producer and also my cousin. So Yay. let's get started. This episode is sponsored by me. I have a beauty bar called The Things We Do in the Arts District of downtown LA. Come by and book an appointment for any of your beauty and wellness needs. My team and I know how busy life can get. Invest in yourself and make sure to make time for self-care. We have a self-care club that offers exclusive benefits and discounts for our members that you can read about on our website, thethingswedo.co. You can also inquire about appointments and get a feel of what we do through our IG account, thingswedo.co, or simply stroll on by the beauty bar and pick up all of your skincare essentials. Okay, uh, why don't you start from the beginning? Okay, the way back, back beginning? Yeah. The Outback Steakhouse beginning? Yeah, Outback Steakhouse. Okay, so let's start from the roots. So my grandmother was a well-known beautician in the province where we're from in the Philippines called Abulug. Woohoo! Abulugenos! Just kidding, we're a really small province out there. But her name was Leonora Pasqual, and she was... That was her thing. She was a beautician. She was really good at it. She made all of my aunts and my mom uh, try to work in the little salon with her, but it wasn't working out. They all had other dreams, and my mom always discussed that it skipped, the whole beauty thing skipped her and her sisters and went straight to me. So since I can remember, since I was younger, I've always loved anything that has to do with beauty. I think I was around 10 years old when I started sneaking into my mom's Cosmopolitan and Glamour magazines, which were super risque for that age, if you guys don't know. Some of the millennials, I don't know if you guys still read magazines. Do magazines still exist? Yeah, Yeah, magazines still exist. (laughs) Yeah, it's out of touch. Okay. Um, Yeah, so I was 10 years old. I was reading all of the beauty columns and how to take care of your skin. Um, I was having sleepovers at 10 years old, having my friends come over and make DIY masks with me. So I remember mashing up avocados, um, mixing them with egg whites, mixing that with oatmeal, I think, and then mixing that all up and putting it all over my friends' faces and really just focusing on, hey, you guys, we need to do some anti-aging stuff and we need to keep our skin nice and clean and free of acne. And I read these things in my mom's magazines and everyone was astounded that I had access to these grown-up magazines. (laughs) So um, I've always loved to do that stuff. I was like, I'm like Cher and Dion from Clueless. Um, I love 
I live for a makeover. It's just what I love to do. And I was always in junior high and high school. I always did my friend's hair and makeup um, before dances. And it was just something that I've always loved. So I think I just had a natural inclination to all things beauty in the beginning. And I didn't realize that it was something that I was going to turn into a career, you know, like years and years later. But fast forwarding to college, um, so I'm Filipino American, woo -woo, um, and Filipinos are known to become nurses, and that's a thing. Listen to any Joe Koi comedy sketch, and he hilariously refers to this. I highly recommend checking it out. He's on Netflix. Um, Joe Koi, call me. I'm a fan. Um, innately, I wanted to be in the arts, and I wanted to do photography and journalism, and I always thought that I was going to one day work for like National Geographic and stuff like that. Um, and my mom, being a Filipino traditional mom, she was like, no, you're going to be a nurse. And I was like, okay, whatever you say, mom. She scares me. My mom scares me. If you, any of you guys know Betty Brown, she's the most loving person, giving person ever, but she scares the shit out of me. So anyways, I listened to her. I became a nurse, but I said, if I'm going to become a nurse, I'm going to be a cosmetic nurse and I'm going to make this happen. So... In nursing school, I was the only one with a plan to go into cosmetics. And I remember in our ICU rotation or in my ER rotation, um, people like my classmates would ask me, you know, like, what specialty are you going to go into? And I was always like, you know, after this, I'm going to inject like Botox and work with lasers and stuff like that. And I always received weird looks after saying that out loud in front of other people because that just was not a very popular career path in the past. Um, but I believed in it and I wanted to do it and that's what my passion was. So I started my cosmetic nursing career working with lasers and helping clients with skin issues. And then I moved into injectables um, and I just really worked on perfecting my craft over the next several years. I was so hungry to learn, so hungry. I remember just going to every class I could go to, interviewing every person um, further into their careers. Um, I, I just wanted to speak to everyone and ask all the questions and figure this entire career out and see what I could do with it and see what I could add to it. My dream was to teach, really, and own my own business. I've never been um, a good worker bee. I'm just, I've, I've just... I think I've always had a bolder and better plan for um, myself and my clients, but I didn't quite know how to articulate it yet. So it was just about learning for me. I worked in um, plastic surgery, med spas, dermatology, and all of those different backgrounds combined led to a very robust palette of options that I'm now able to offer all of my patients. So I'm so thankful that I have the opportunities to work in all of these different fields. Um, I never felt like a, I fully belong to a specific work setting ever. Um, and I've just always felt like I was going to end up working for myself one day and I wanted to make that happen. Um, like I said a while ago, I had a, a bolder and better plan and, and a way that I wanted to serve my patients. So after years and years of working in a lot of different settings, I realized that it was time to open the things we do. Um, and essentially, I named it after my patients, after almost like every poke or chemical peel or like, you know, doing extractions, like painful and comfortable extractions on patients during facials. My patients will constantly say throughout the day, oh, the things we do. And it's like this sigh of relief. And I was like, 
you know what? I hear this so many times a day. One day I'm going to write a book that's called The Things We Do. I'm going to own a place called The Things We Do. So that's how we came up with the name. Do you, do you, do you think it's a cool name? Yeah, I think it's a super Sometimes cool Sometimes I'm like, do people understand what this is? And then also I degaff because there's a story in my mind. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I think it's cool. So um, from there, I took out a small business loan. I used a lot of my life savings. Um, I partnered with the most amazing medical director, Dr. Steve Yolen. I love you so much. He is a god in our field. Um, and I knew that I wanted to pull from my roots in how the menu was going to be curated. So um, just a little bit of background on that. In the Philippines and in lots of parts of Asia, when a woman goes out for a facial and says, hey, I'm going to go get a facial. It is an entire day process, or at least it can be. Acupuncture or cupping may be done, um, massages offered, possibly a laser treatment, vaginal steaming and sauna time is had, and a facial happens at some point, but you know, hair washing is done, a possible um, injectable is also part of the process too. I mean, you can easily be gone for several hours. We really like to indulge. We take care of ourselves. Um, it is a prioritized, you know, thing out in Asia and, or at least in a lot of places in Asia and in my experience. Um, but we combine our holistic treatments with the obvious outward beauty treatments. They aren't separated for us. Like here in the U.S., a lot of times I feel like things are so separated and compartmentalized. Um, there's a lot of syllables in compartmentalize. Did I say that correctly? Compartmentalize is correct. Compartmentalize. Compartment. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, nope, yeah, you're right. right. <laughs> um, so I think back home and in the Philippines, um, it's believed that to achieve a full beauty treatment, both your inner and outer beauty practices are combined. So the thought process is if you are taking care of yourself, you feel beautiful and you radiate beauty. So I knew that this was missing in the States and we became, the things we do became one of the first business models to successfully combine Eastern and Western beauty treatments. Um, we offer cupping, V-steams, acupuncture, moxibustion, holistic facials, um, all the fillers, threads, neuromodulators, blood facials, snail egg stem cell treatments. We refer to licensed therapists if we believe that a patient may need emotional help or your beauty habits become unhealthy. We're really looking out for the entire patient and well-being of the patient. So we help take care of your skin and your soul. So we've been open since January of this year and have become a profitable multi-million dollar business. And we are growing. Our second location is to come soon. It's opening up this fall in Chino Hills, my hometown. Um, and we're looking to open in New York by the summer. And we're also looking into a Hawaii location and a possible West Side location here in LA. Our product line is constantly selling off of our shelves. Um, my safe for home use microneedling tool, the Do and Go, is doing really well. And I just feel like at this point, the sky is the limit. So thanks to nursing school and thanks to mom for being a traditional strict Filipino mom and intimidating me into nursing. Yay! I know, that's like a lot. That's like a, it's like a million trillion things. But that's the story. That's how I ended up here. And it, it wasn't all easy. I mean, there was heartbreak along the way. There was a lot of people who said no to me or told me that this was like a terrible business idea 
or that I should just stick to working in the hospital because it was safer or, or you know, there was a whole bunch of no's, but I always talk about this during panels at different conferences that I'm asked to speak at or at my own training courses that I teach called the beauty theory. Um, I always say, you know, ask uncomfortable questions, break down these doors into rooms that you feel like you might not believe in, continue to push forward if you know that you have something that the world needs. And um, recently I was at a Create and Cultivate a panel that I was asked to speak at. And I think that being on the panel with these women who I've been following their careers and they were some of my beauty business industry idols sitting with them and giving advice alongside of them I was like you know what all of this pushing through doors really led somewhere and if I was to listen to any one of those people who told me you know that this wouldn't work or maybe it wasn't the brightest idea I wouldn't be here and so you know, it comes with a lot of grit and I'm, I'm super happy and I'm super happy to be doing this podcast too. So I hope this leads somewhere for other women who are looking into starting up, starting their own business or other injectors trying to figure out um, where their career is going to lead or just people who have some kind of side hustle and are wondering if it's going to go anywhere and you're interested in the beauty industry. Stay tuned because I think that we have a lot of really, really, um, great information for you. So thanks. Thanks for joining us. Thank you to Katrina Hanairo, our show producer. Faison on Epidemic Sound for our intro song, No Cry, and Boba for being my drink of choice throughout this episode. Cool. That's beatboxing. Yeah, that was so good. Okay, cool.